0: I'm Mark Vinette, and this is The Story of America. Let's begin a deep dive into the life and deeds of seafarer and navigator Christopher Columbus. Sailing for God, gold, and glory, this controversial titan of history has entered the pantheon of humans who changed the course of world history. Although the legendary explorer never reached mainland North America, His voyages had profound global consequences and quickly led to the opening up of the continent to massive changes and European colonization. In this special episode, allow me to introduce Wayne Armstrong of the 5-Minute Biographies podcast, who has graciously agreed to share with us his concise biography of Christopher Columbus.
1: Hi guys, welcome to the 5-Minute Biographies podcast. Don Cristobal Colon, otherwise known to us by the name Christopher Columbus, was a pivotal historical figure and one whose legacy continues to be a matter of contention and debate over 500 years after his death. Born sometime in the year 1451, Christopher Columbus's early life is largely unknown, although some historians agree that he was most likely born in the Republic of Genoa, in what is modern-day Italy. However, despite his fairly obscure origins, It is known that from a young age he travelled widely, as far as the British Isles, and according to some reports even as far north as Iceland. During this period he also travelled as far south as Africa, and what is now Ghana. As far as is known, Christopher Columbus had no formal education, and appears to have been largely self-taught. Despite this, the fields of history, geography and astronomy would feature heavily in his future career as an explorer and navigator. Since the Portuguese had gained a tight hold on the spice trade route to the East Indies via Africa, Columbus began to develop a plan to reach the East Indies by travelling west instead of east. Columbus, just like everyone else at the time, had no idea that there was any land in between, and simply believed that an open ocean voyage travelling west would allow Spain to bypass their trade rival, Portugal. After many years of lobbying by Columbus, Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand of Spain finally agreed to put money down and support a small exploratory voyage by Columbus. Columbus departed Spain on August 1492, with three ships, the Santa Maria, the Santa Clara, nicknamed the Nina, and the Pinta. This ship's nickname is all that is known, with its full name being lost to history and made landfall in the New World on the 12th of October, a date now referred to as Columbus Day. Although the exact location reached on that date is unknown, it was likely somewhere in the Bahamas. Columbus was by no means the first to discover the American continent, as many indigenous natives had been living there for millennia. Nor was he even the first European as researchers shown that the Vikings most likely found their way into Greenland and Canada. However, Christopher Columbus can be credited with bringing the first detailed reports back to a receptive Europe, and the promise of new lands for exploitation, colonisation, farming and of course the acquisition of resources. A mere three months' voyage, by sail made for a very alluring prospect. Columbus helped establish a colony in what is now Haiti, and this was the first time Europeans had made any attempt to settlement so far west since the Vikings had attempted colonisation almost 500 years earlier. Columbus made three additional voyages in 1493, explored part of the coast of South America in 1498 and the coast of Central America in 1502. It is not known, though, to what extent Columbus was aware that this landmass was an entirely new continent, rather than just being part of Asia. A good piece of evidence that Columbus thought he was in Asia was the fact that he named the indigenous people Indians, due to the mistaken belief that they were a people of Southeast Asia. Despite these dubious navigation issues and assumptions, one thing that was certain was that Christopher Columbus opened up what became known as the Columbian Exchange, a significant period in human history where the resources and cultures of the Americas and Europe began to meet, intermingle and exchange resources with each other. South America provided Europe with a variety of new foods such as cocoa beans which led to the development of chocolate and fruits which had never been seen before in the old world such as pineapple, avocado and papaya, whilst the people of the Americas were the recipients of things such as horses, cattle and other animal stock that had been domesticated in Europe centuries before. Although a successful navigator, Columbus was a less than successful governor of the new colony and was eventually replaced. He returned to Spain in 1504 and lived out the rest of his life comfortably well off, but frustrated that he never received the official recognition that he felt he deserved, even writing a book called Book of Privileges, in which he detailed what he believed the Spanish crown owed him and his heirs. On the 20th of May 1506, at around the age of 54, Columbus died from what many believed to be writer's Syndrome, now called Reactive Arthritis. He had requested that his body be buried in the Americas, but as no church existed there at the time, his wishes could not be accommodated. He was originally buried in Valladolid, before being moved three years later to a monastery on a river island near Seville called La Carulla. Almost 30 years later, in 1537, the widow of one of Christopher Columbus's sons, Diego, sent his bones, along with those of her husband, to Santa Domingo, which is the capital of the Dominican Republic. In 1795, Spain relinquished control of Hispaniola, the island in the Caribbean that consists of the sovereign nations of Haiti and the Dominican Republic. Believing that the remains of Christopher Columbus should not fall into the hands of the French, Spain moved them first to cuba and then back to seville spain in 1898 where they have remained ever since however it was not the repeated movement of his remains that would be christopher columbus's largest legacy but rather the debate throughout history of the impact of what he did and how he did it it was not only the exchange of material wealth and animals technologies and ideas that occurred as a part of his settlement of the americas but also the unfortunate transmission of diseases The arrival of Christopher Columbus in the New World heralded the swift and sudden collapse of many of the American civilizations, due to war and colonisation, but especially due to a lack of immunity to old world diseases. Many inhabitants of the Americas would perish over the centuries following the arrival of Columbus, partly due to the exchange that was occurring between the Americas and Europe. Christopher Columbus's personal reputation was also marred by his use and exploitation of slave labour. Although slavery had already existed in the Americas for centuries, the use of exploitative labour by a supposedly enlightened Renaissance individual strikes a sour note with modern scholars and individuals. Despite this, Christopher Columbus continues to be one of history's most pivotal characters and notable explorers, and his contentious legacy will likely continue to be studied and taught for centuries to come. I hope you enjoyed that episode of 5-Minute Biographies.
0: Now, let's take a break from our regular historical narrative to highlight a few movies, series, programs, documentaries and books that showcase American history and refer to topics covered so far in this series. In recent episodes of our saga, We discovered that the continental crust of North America started to form four billion years ago and then began large scale motion. The rigid outermost shell of our planet is broken into tectonic plates. Where the Earth's plates meet, their relative movement caused geologic activity along these plate boundaries or faults. One such boundary is the continental San Andreas Fault that extends through California. It forms a tectonic boundary between the Pacific Plate and the North American Plate, and its horizontal motion produces earthquakes. The 2015 disaster film, San Andreas, starring Dwayne Johnson and Paul Giamatti, centers on an earthquake caused by the San Andreas Fault devastating Los Angeles and the San Francisco Bay Area. The visual effects are outstanding and the non-stop action is gripping and effective, making this a solid popcorn fare. You may recall that in recent episodes, we introduced the age of North American dinosaurs. Adults will appreciate the many documentaries available on the topic, including the fascinating saga of Sue, the T-Rex, discovered in South Dakota and now permanently featured at the Field Museum of Natural History in Chicago, Illinois. Also, small children can join in the fun with the Land Before Time and Dinosaur Train series that stomped into my home not so long ago. The KT asteroid event that killed the terrestrial dinosaurs involved an object from outer space. I recently explored our solar system when watching Away, a 2020 American science fiction drama streaming television series starring Hilary Swank. I initially had high hopes for the program and its quality special effects, but alas, viewers were soon inundated with too much personal and emotional character backstories and not enough space adventure and exploration. I cover the evolution of humans and their eventual migration to North America in Episodes 4 and 6. The 1981 movie, Quest for Fire, is set in Paleolithic Europe 80,000 years ago, with its plot surrounding the struggle for control of fire by early humans. The Canada-France co-production is a film adaptation of a 1911 Belgian novel. The film was critically acclaimed and won the Academy Award and British Academy Award for Best Makeup, and the French César Awards for Best Film and Director. The movie was shot on location in the Scottish Highlands, Kenya, Vancouver Island, British Columbia, and along the Niagara Escarpment in Ontario, Canada. I first saw this prehistoric flick with my college anthropology class. Although I enjoyed the movie, our course professor was not amused protesting to his students afterwards that there were many serious scientific problems with the mixture of different levels of advancement among diverse tribes living in close proximity. He encouraged us to further research the matter, which I did. It was then that I developed my philosophy of multi-sourcing the history presented in big and small screen entertainment or pop culture. Ever since then, I have adhered to a minimum two sources rule when checking the historical veracity of any kind of program that connects with past events. Viewers should never rely on just an entertainment source to form an opinion. They should explore other sources. This may be time consuming, but it is well worth the effort and is often intellectually stimulating, satisfying, and can lead to critical thinking and analysis while being an interesting, eye opening, and productive enterprise. For example, When watching a history-related TV show, my primary goal, of course, is leisure, pleasure, and enjoyment. But once the viewing is finished, I always take a few minutes to follow up and cross-check using traditional or new technology on the historical elements of the program. By following this simple process, I expand my knowledge about the entertainment I just consumed and add to my general awareness of history, biography, and chronology. It's fun and something adults can do with kids. Never walk away or waste an opportunity from learning history and adding to your brain's data bank. It makes the life of the mind more enjoyable. In recent episodes, we explored one of the most famous and celebrated Mesoamerican civilizations, the Maya. The film 2012 is an action-packed science fiction disaster story. Released in 2009, this blockbuster movie follows a geologist who discovers the Earth's crust is becoming unstable after a massive solar flare caused by an alignment of the planets. The film refers to Mayan 2012 doomsday scenario phenomenon in its portrayal of cataclysmic events. In recent episodes, we investigated the accuracy of Mel Gibson's Apocalypto, it depicts Mayan society as beautiful and sophisticated, but at the same time, very brutal. At its core, it's an old-fashioned chase movie, which takes the viewer on a roller coaster ride of chills and thrills. In many ways, the film is also very elegant and stylish. But, like all Mel Gibson historical epic films, Apocalypto is not for the squeamish or faint-hearted. Despite its splendor and craftsmanship, it's raw, violent, and graphic. So guardians of young children, beware. Gibson presents the Maya at their best and their worst. He portrays the Maya basically as no different from other ancient human cultures, a mixture of good, bad, positive, and negative elements. It's a film that also makes you think about the power structure of societies and how the elite maintain and expand their powers by sacrificing others, not themselves, always others. Leaders seem ready, willing, and able to sacrifice others for their perceived notion of what is good for society, which they maintain a firm grip upon. The Mayan religion, like all religions, serve the same function. They help people cope with the uncertainties of life and death, they explain the mysteries of the supernatural and the meaning of the soul, while defining the place of humans in the cosmos and reinforcing social and political values. Other Mayan-inspired entertainment includes the 2008 supernatural horror film, The Ruins, set in a Mexican village near the ruins of a Mayan temple. The PBS Nova series presents an excellent documentary titled Cracking the Maya Code that traces key discoveries in the effort to understand the Maya script, hieroglyphics, and language. For all you parents and grandparents, your little ones will have fun visiting ancient Mesoamerica while enjoying Dora the Explorer programs titled The Mayan Adventure and Conquistadora the Explorer, as well as her friend Go Diego Goes the Great Jaguar Rescue. These fun titles were once very popular in my home. The Age of Legendary Norse Heroes is unveiled in recent episodes of our saga. This fascinating epoch is also brought to life in the long-standing historical fantasy drama series Vikings. Although not for the nervy or gentle souls, this blood soaked graphic show is quite entertaining and packed with Scandinavian adventures. Also, check out two contemporary big budget docudramas titled Charlemagne and The Normans, that both recount the dramatic, violent, and body life of the Middle Ages. Recent episodes of my podcast and video cast introduced Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand of Spain. To learn more about their daughter, Catherine of Aragon, savor the exquisite historical drama television limited series, The Spanish Princess, based on the books of Philippa Gregory. To commemorate the 500th anniversary of Christopher Columbus's epic voyage of exploration, two major motion pictures were released in 1992. The first movie, titled Christopher Columbus, The Discovery, was released in August with a lineup of top-notch actors including Marlon Brando, Tom Selleck, Georges Corafás, Rachel Ward, and Benicio Del Toro. The second film, titled 1492 Conquest of Paradise, was released a few months later in October and starred Gérard Depardieu, Armand Asante, Sigourney Weaver, and was directed and produced by Ridley Scott. I found them both to be interesting and satisfactory. Next time, we continue our deep study of the fascinating life and deeds of Italian explorer Christopher Columbus, as we continue to navigate the age of exploration. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you're enjoying the story.